today is going to be one of those great days. One of those great days. Y'all aren't with me? Harold, you're with me. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I am so excited about what God has in store for our hearts. And I really, really want you to raise your level of expectation. I'm not that great of a speaker, but I serve the best God on the entire planet, okay? So he has the ability to flow and meet every single one of us exactly where we are. And today's going to be a great, great day. Uh, if my pants look weird, it's because they are zip tied. I'm not kidding, y'all. I'm not kidding. My wife and I have been working out together. Uh, Onika's in Virginia Beach right now. Honey, I love you so much. Uh, she's speaking at a church there called Wave Church. Love you so much, honey. And, um, and she laid out my outfit because I don't dress myself. Yeah, y'all, I, I literally, I do not. I've tried, I've tried, and I've been shamed enough times by my wife. So I now, I now just let her lay out all my clothes. And she laid these out before I left. And I went to go put them on today. And the pants, they, they just... And we can't, I can't be preaching, and then y'all see my drawers. So we can't do that. that. That's not an option. We're not that kind of church. So, so I, I was like, I don't know what to do because I can't figure out what to wear. Because if I put it on myself, I know I'm going to get, you know, shamed later. Honey, I know that's what you're going to do to me. So uh, I went to go borrow, borrow a belt, and it was an Abercrombie and Fitch belt from 1992. So no thank you, Eric Sewing. Uh... So we decided zip ties. So I literally get a close up on that. Wait, where's my other? Ca I got any other cameras up here? No, no. Okay, get a zip. Get a close up on that right there. That's zip tie right there. Not on my butt. On the zip tie. Okay, let's get into the Bible. We are starting, or continuing rather, a series that we began last week called What lies beneath this is part number two of what lies beneath and um i said something last week and i, I feel like i feel like y'all didn't catch it the way i wanted you to catch it okay because i think this is really really important and what's important is what you what you can't see stabilizes or sabotages what you can see i think this is a very 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 important principle especially in light of the day that we live in where everyone is so front-facing which i'm all for instagram and TikTok and what facebook or linkedin and putting yourself out there and having your right resume i think all of that is wonderful but you those of you who have hired someone you know someone can look great on paper then you bring them onto the team and they're toxic it's because what you what you see is actually stabilized or sabotaged by the stuff that you can't see. How many of y'all got into a relationship with someone that was real pretty and you found out they were actually really ugly? Because what you see is one thing. Y'all aren't with me on this. You're like, no, I don't even know what you're talking about. Every relationship choice I've made has been right. <laughs> you have a person that can look great on the outside. But when you enter, if you, if you marry someone, when you marry someone, 
that does not have their stuff right beneath the surface. Just so you know, a ring does not remove all those problems. All a ring does is highlight all of those problems, and now you have to work through all of those issues. So if they're sneaky, if they're manipulative, if they're a liar, if they're selfish, if they're egotistical, all of those things that you decided to look over when you were dating, those things do not go away when you say, I do. See, y'all aren't with me on this. You're like, I, I don't, I just, I just want to look pretty. Listen, keep on looking pretty. I encourage you to dress nice. Go right ahead. You know, carry yourself well, shoulders up. I want you to do all of that. But I also want to make sure we are a church that understands that we got to deal with the stuff that we can't see so we can be who God wants us to be in this life and in this world. I, I see you as entrepreneurs and leaders and doctors and all lawyers and, and moms and dads and college graduates and all these different things that, that God has put on the inside of you for our North family online and, and in this room at White Rock. All of these things are true, but we want to make sure as a church, the things that we can't see are very, very strong so that we can be stabilized and, and healthy for the future. Go with me to 2 Corinthians again. 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, verse 17. I got a number of verses I'm going to read here. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. We're Christ what? We're Christ what? Good job. We are Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. We read this verse last week. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. The title of today's message is Where Are You From? Where are you from? Where are you from? Where are you from? Um, who wants to have kids? You don't have kids yet, but you want to have kids one day. You want to have kids. Okay, good. We got a bunch of y'all. Sure, folks online as well. You want to have them one day. Just so you know, they're hard. Okay? They're hard. They, 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 they are hard. They're a blessing. I'm thankful for our children. But parents, can I get an amen on this one? It is, it is hard to raise another human being. And anyone can have one of these kids. Like, anyone. Like, you know what you do. And you can have one. And you got to get a license for a whole bunch of things. But you don't have to have a license to be a parent at all. So we can just have dumb people raising kids right and this kid can be put in a family it's like man sorry uh <laughs> we understand <laughs> we understand you're gonna be a little jacked up and some of us were raised in those homes right but but when you have a kid you have one it's the best i remember having parker our first one he comes into our life man it was the best feeling in the world i'm jumping up and down uh and having one is awesome uh having two is is definitely takes it up a notch it definitely takes it up a notch having three you're like okay why uh 
And, and the parents will know you go from man to man defense to zone defense at this point in time. I was like, okay, you got that? Okay, I got this. Okay, where's that one? We don't know. That's okay, fine. Uh, you try to put them in a playpen. They figure out a way to climb out. Uh, Parker was then old enough. He's like six. We're like, hey, man, you're hired. It is time for you to start taking care of your siblings. Um, so we love it. Now, one of the things that, that happens with being a parent, too, is the fair game. The fair game. Fair. Everything, everything's got to be fair. 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 Oh, my, oh they, got, they got two scoops of ice cream. I only got one scoop of ice cream. Well, shut up, because you got one scoop, and there's some kids that never had ice cream. Just getting this out here, okay? Parents, this is for us. This is for us today. So you're, you, you gotta now like divide everything perfectly like you're some surgeon. It's like, look, they got one more, they got one more piece of cookie than I did. I'm like, I'm gonna take that cookie and I'm gonna, no, no, I'm not gonna because I'm a Christian and I love Jesus and I'm gonna smile and not say any cuss words. If you want your kid to walk around with authority and power, Tell your youngest to go tell the oldest to do something for you, okay? This is awesome in our house. L6, she's the girl, she's the baby. When I say L, go tell your brothers to start cleaning up. Her eyes get big. <laughs> she throws her shoulders back. I never have to ask this twice. You don't have to ask your kids to clean up some things twice. I never have to ask her to tell her brothers to do something on my behalf twice. She's like, wait, do you want me to tell them to do it right now? Like right now? And she runs upstairs. Grayson, Parker, clean up this room. And I can hear him. I can hear him. They're like, Elle, get out of here. We're not listening to you. And then she drops the bomb. Daddy said. <laughs> and then the brothers will usually yell downstairs, Dad, did you tell L to tell us to clean up? Yes, I did. And L's just. <laughs> In that moment, L has become my ambassador. She is, she's representing me. Second Corinthians chapter 5, again, verse number 20. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. An ambassador uh, in the biblical times, in ancient history with the Greeks and with the Jews and with the Romans was very, very similar to what an ambassador would be with us today. This is an individual that is a messenger, an envoy, uh, uh, officially representing a higher authority. They are officially representing a higher authority. As a matter of fact, an ambassador is the highest ranking diplomat serving in a foreign country. So this is an interesting word that the writer here uses to describe who you and I are. He says we are Christ's ambassadors the highest ranking, ranking diplomat serving in a foreign country. You're like, wait, what, what foreign country are you speaking about? 
What, 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 what do you mean? The, the foreign country that the, that the Bible is talking about here, and this is going to sound crazy for some of y'all, it's earth. This, for the Christ follower, is foreign country. It's not your home. Again, we're talking about stuff that you can't see. We're talking about things underneath the surface that will impact how you and I live our lives. Most of us are living our lives in a way to make this life as comfortable as we possibly can. I have no problem with that, okay? I'm not trying to go to a hotel where I got to change the sheets. You know, with COVID and like, you know, let us know if you want us to clean your sheets. I'm like, I'll let you know. Yes, I want you to clean these sheets. I want you to clean this room. I'm at home. I got to sleep on my sheets for three weeks. But here, here, I want clean sheets every night. Don't tell me about the environment. God bless the environment. You're trying to save money. You go ahead and clean these sheets. I'm okay with comfort. I'm okay with you and I having nice cars. I'm okay with you having a great house. I'm okay with you and I making the best life we possibly can. But you and I can end up thinking that this world is our home. When Jesus Christ came into the earth, he was not preaching a gospel or preaching a message that was about make earth as comfortable as possible for all of its inhabitants. He came preaching repentance and the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He came preaching the kingdom of God is at hand. He did not come preaching comfort. He did not come preaching convenience. He did not come preaching be a Democrat, be a Republican, be a Libertarian. He did not come preaching be an American, be somebody from France, be somebody from South Africa. He did not come preaching speak English, speak Portuguese, speak Spanish. He did not come preaching be married, be single, be tall, be short, be skinny, be fat. He did not come preaching any of those things. He came preaching the kingdom of heaven is near the kingdom of God is now this is his way of saying there is another way that God sees this world working there's another authority there's another another culture there's a, there's another way it's as if when a new coach comes into a team the new coach brings his culture the way he wants that team to function and operate to that team a new CEO comes to a company a new boss comes to your division you are the new boss in the division you see a way that you want things to happen Jesus came preaching the kingdom of God how does God do things how does God think about things? How does God think about the poor? What does God think about money? What does God think about your time? What does God think about your mouth? What does God think about your mind? What does God think about the bondages and the sicknesses and the anxieties and the weights and the pressures that are on your shoulders? No wonder Jesus has come to me. All you who are burdened and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. There's a kingdom way he came. He came healing and restoring and making things right. He came saying, hey, individuals, I want you to get your eyes off of yourself and put your eyes on something else, something bigger, something greater. He says, I came to lay 
lay down my life. I did not come with a sword in hand. I came washing feet. I came flipping tables, but I only did that once. Every other time, I'm laying down my life for everyone. Jesus came giving us a picture of what God is and who God is. And Jesus, being God with skin on, is the exact representation of everything that God is. And he did not come saying, I want to puff you up. I want to make you and I the best you can possibly be for yourself. He says, I want you to become less so that he can become greater. He came preaching the kingdom of God. So if we're Christ's ambassadors, what should we be preaching? How should we be living? How should we be interacting and living our lives? I, I felt God drop in my heart for this. It's really simple. He said, I need my kids to know they represent another country. I need my kids to know they represent another country. I need my kids to know they represent another country. I need my kids to know they represent another country. This is what God is speaking over all of our hearts. I need my kids to know they represent another country. I, uh, you, you already know this to be true. Um, I somehow stumbled on the reviews of our church the other day, like on Google. I think I was looking up this one place trying to see, hey, what do people say about this place? Um, and then I looked up our church because I was trying to find something on our website. And then I saw the reviews. And I was like, I just looked at reviews. Let me look at these reviews. It was fun. <laughs> so I think we got like a 4.8. Okay, we got 4.8 stars. Okay, so that's, that's good. I mean. I start scrolling through. This is dumb. I should not be doing this. I start scrolling through. I see some one stars. I'm like, dang, what happened? What happened? This one person writes, I started walking towards the pastors. They turned their back on me. I started walking the other way. Me? <laughs> You're telling, you're telling me, I saw you walking towards me. And I went. <laughs> nah, dog, nah, that didn't happen. Okay, that didn't happen. Maybe you thought it happened, but that did not happen, okay? Uh, and, you know, other people, one guy, he wrote, um, I thought it was a little bit thirsty. He wrote, uh... They don't, have, they don't have a singles ministry. And I want a singles ministry. That, that's how I, I probably was like, I, want, I, want, I came for a woman, and there ain't no way for me to meet a woman at that church. And I'm glad we don't have a singles ministry for that guy. <laughs> that's a 47-year-old showing up at a 22-year-old event. He's like, What's your MySpace? Uh, so I'm, I'm reading, I'm reading through these, and um, but I did realize, I did realize that that it really only takes any one of you to to be rude or disrespectful to any guest that comes. 
and they now think our whole church is like that. It just takes one of us, and we got thousands of people, okay? So the likelihood of this happening is pretty high. You got two people, ah, you know, you can kind of manage two people. You got thousands of people, I don't know. Just so you know, guests, you're watching right now. When you show up to a campus, I don't know what's going to happen, okay? We try to fight to make sure it's a consistent experience. We try to make sure every host standing at the door is smiling bright. We try to make sure all the ushers, they got their earpieces in. They're like, come over here, ma'am. Come over here, sir. They're trying to get you uh, seated. We try to make sure we got people in the chat that are typing. We try to make sure people that check in are smiling big. We try to make sure the folks are all background checked when they're watching your kids. So you come back, they're all in one piece. You don't have like a limb there and a limb over here. We try to do all of those things, but it just takes one. As a matter of fact, some of us have friends right now. They will not go to church because of one. It just took one bad interaction. It took one person being disrespectful. It took one person being rude. It took one person not calling them back. It took one person not being there for them the way we, we, they wanted somebody to be there for them. It just takes one. And that one person is, now has individuals saying, I'm going to disconnect myself from the family of God, not because everybody's bad, but because of an ambassador. And God is telling us, you no longer represent you. You represent me. You are Christ's ambassador. I'm not, I don't want this to be, I don't want this to put pressure on you. I want this to be precious. I don't want this to make you, uh, you know, break down in fear. Instead, I want you to see that God has given you the beautiful opportunity wherever you go, whatever job, whatever school, whatever family, whatever neighborhood you find yourself in, whatever part of the world you find yourself in, that God has given you the opportunity to be his representative in the world. You are now Christ's ambassador. You no longer represent you. You are the highest ranking government of official on foreign soil that is who you are and when you walk into rooms you walk into rooms not in your own authority you walk into rooms with the authority of heaven on your side that's why we're able to pray for people and we don't pray because we're so great we pray because we know that God can heal and touch and meet every person no matter where they are so I don't pray weak prayers because my prayers aren't based on me my prayers are based on who I represent so give me the biggest, hardest, most difficult situation possible. I'm not intimidated because it's not based on me. I'm representing a higher authority. And that higher authority rules and reigns over every family drama, over every financial difficulty, over every mental health issue, over every physical ailment. God is greater and stronger. So church families start praying with faith, standing with faith, talking with faith. Stop walking around broken and fearful, understanding who you are and who you represent everywhere you walk heaven has your back heaven has your back okay so in order to become an ambassador you first got to be a citizen okay you got to be a citizen you can't be an ambassador of a country if you're not a citizen so I was telling you about a little bit early about how Eric gave me his jacked up Abercrombie and Fitch belt from 1991 
Well, that same Eric uh, married Gabby, okay? And they are an awesome couple. We love them so much. Gabby's from Brazil. Shout out to Brazil. We got a lot of Portuguese speaking folks in our church family. I love it. So, ciao. That's all I know. They got, ma they got married in Brazil, okay? They met each other years and years ago. Relationship got rekindled, did the long distance thing for a while. Eric goes down there. He uh, asks her to marry him. Then he goes back, and they get, they get married. And now they're going to come back into the country. Now, you can come into America with a tourist visa, but you cannot come into America with a tourist visa expecting and planning to stay in the country. You're not allowed to do that. But they're married now. So for them to be married, they're going to know, like, hey, you're going to try to stay here. So they got a plan. Their plan, like good Christian people, is to lie. And this is one of our pastors on staff at this church, okay? One of our pastors. So not just straight up lie, like not share all information. So there's, she's supposed to say, hey, I'm going to be visiting some friends. Well, she is going to be visiting some friends. So she's not supposed to say she's married. She walks up to the table at customs. Wedding ring. On. Takes it. Throws the wedding ring on the counter. Smiling big because she just married the man of her dreams. They're like, what are you doing in the country? She's like, uh, ooh, uh, uh, uh. They're like, you got married, didn't you? Yes, I did. I got married. And they take uh, Gabby away, take Eric away, put him in some room. Eric is cavity searched. Just kidding. <laughs> too far, probably. That was a little too much. That's probably too much, Eric. <laughs> so they, they're interrogating them. They're like, you cannot come into the country. They're about to deport her, send her back to Brazil. And long story short, they let her into the country. It's great. Now, now they start the process of her becoming a citizen. They go through all these things. She's got to go through interviews. She's got to memorize stuff that Americans don't know. People that were born here, we have no idea about the stuff that she had to learn, but she had to learn all this stuff. She's taking tests online. She has to have interviews. I mean, they're putting her through the ringer, and she finally gets to the point where she is now going to be a citizen. She goes, she gets sworn in. They read something. I thought was really really beautiful they read this this is a letter she received it says dear fellow american this is not the whole letter on behalf of the people of the united states congratulations on becoming an american citizen a citizen of this magnificent land it says no matter where you come from or what faith you practice you are now an american citizen and you share the sacred rights responsibilities and duties that unite us as one people the united states is now your homeland and all americans are now your brothers and sisters you have pledged your heart to america and when you give your love and loyalty to america she returns her love and loyalty to you welcome home gabby she is now an American citizen well look at this verse of scripture that some of us have never read but it's in the Bible Philippians chapter 3 verse 17 join together in following my example brothers and sisters 
And just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. For, as I have often told you before, now tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things. But our... But our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that we will be like his glorious body. You and I are now citizens of heaven. But how, how do you even become a citizen of heaven? Write down this verse. Those of you who are wanting to write down verses, I got a couple of great ones that I need you to read. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. It says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That, this is, it's that simple, okay? Because it's with your mouth. It's with your mouth. Uh, how how does the rest of it go? It's with, it's right here. It says, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it's with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. You and I put our faith in Jesus to become a citizen. Now here it is, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. So that no one can boast. So now what this is telling us is you and I get new citizenship when you and I surrender our hearts and our lives to Jesus, when we put our faith and our trust in him, the reality is it's actually harder to become an American citizen than it is to become a citizen of heaven. To become an American citizen, you got to go through interviews and all the background checks and all this stuff. But to become a citizen of heaven, Jesus said, I'm going to do all the work for you. I'm going to take all your sin, all your shame, all your guilt, all your brokenness, all your unrighteousness. I'm going to put that on me. Then I'm going to take the penalty of your sin and I'm going to carry that on the cross. Then I'm going to defeat death, hell, and the grave by getting out of that grave. And now you have access to God because of what I did on your behalf. And only thing you have to do is now believe in what I did for you. And you're like, are you serious? That's it? Yes, that is it. And I'm not trying to dumb it down. I'm trying to make it simple. And that does not mean you and I, because it's simple, live a simple life. Now we live a surrendered life because we understand that we were sinners in need of a Savior and we accept and receive His work for us. It pushes us to understand I'm now a citizen of a different world. I am now an ambassador. I represent Jesus everywhere I go. When, um, when Gabby uh, got this uh, citizenship they gave her, you can put my big screen up, my rights and responsibilities screen uh, up here. Uh, there was a big, they, they gave her a piece of paper and had like, you know, congratulations, you're an American citizen now. And they had on this piece of paper all these rights and responsibilities. You can see the rights, freedom to express yourself, freedom to worship as you wish, uh, right to a prompt, fair trial by jury, right to apply for, you know, you go down the line. But then it goes over here and it starts talking about all these responsibilities you have too. You got to support and defend the Constitution, respect the rights and beliefs and opinions of others, uh, pay income and other taxes honestly and on time. <laughs> 
I like that. To federal, state, and local authorities serve on a jury when, when called upon. We all love that. Uh, there's all these different responsibilities. They just put all this stuff up there for her. And I was thinking, as a citizen of heaven, we too have rights and responsibilities. And I, 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 jot, I jotted some of them. I jotted some of them down. Uh, go, go with me. Go with me to. Oh, go with me to. Uh, my first one is Psalm 103, verses one through five. Uh, Psalm 103, verses one through five. It says, "Praise the Lord, O my soul." All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. He forgives all your sins. This is stuff that you get when you're a citizen. And he heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit. And he crowns you with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. This is like some of the, the benefits. These are some of the rights, if you will. But I don't want you to be thinking right like I'm in charge. These are my rights like a bratty child. You're thinking, oh my goodness, I'm so honored. Thank you, God, for who you are. So these are like rights of surrender. God, thank you for your faithfulness and your goodness in my life. So I don't come demanding. I come great. I come humble. I come excited. I come like you're a good, good father and my whole life belongs to you. I was thinking for us as a church, if we can begin to please understand that since we are a citizen of heaven, we no longer just represent ourselves. We got into this thing by grace and now we're going to continue to live this life by grace, by the grace and the power that he provides. But not only do we have these incredible benefits, we also have some responsibilities. And I keep being surprised that people are, will say things like, God, you can do with me whatever you want to do with me. But we can't even obey the small things God is asking us to do. Like, if you're going to say, God, send me wherever you want to send me, but you can't tithe. God, you can have my life, but not my money. Y'all getting quiet on me right now. You're getting quiet. Well, you, you don't know my situation. You no, no, I'm saying, I'm saying tithe is not even about your money. It's you saying, God, I trust you. I trust you. And if God can't trust us with this small stuff, how in the world is going to be able to trust us to be who he's called us to be in the world and have the influence he wants us to have? If God can't trust us to take steps, to say something as simple as growth track. This is easy one. This is an easy one. Growth track, okay? What's growth track? Those of you who don't know, you're like, what's growth track? This is like basically how you become a part of Shoreline City, okay? This is like how you become like a member. Though we don't call it members, uh, we actually call it an owner. And then we have this little part in growth track where we talk about owners versus observers because owners think one way, observers think another way. And I keep being surprised how many folks are like, hey, I'm fine just being an observer. And I'm like, hey, how in the world are we going to make it on earth as it is in heaven if people are just trying to come in here and waiting for me to give them a good sermon? I'm telling you, I'm not gifted enough for that. I'm not gifted enough. Our church is not cool enough, hip enough, fun enough, alive enough, wonderful enough for us to have to keep on like getting you going every single week so that you can be a follower of Jesus. I'm sorry. We don't have that power in and of ourselves. What we're trying to do is connect everyone to the living God. We're trying to connect everyone to a Savior that is real, that is alive, that is working, that is powerful. And we're trying to get individuals to understand that God has called you to be a leader, not just somebody that exists exist but somebody that God has called to make it on earth as it is in heaven like this is your responsibility and it's the honor of a lifetime that you and I get to be the ones that represent
represent God in this earth. This is the call that he's put on your life and my life. So I'm wondering if we always please be a church family that would be willing to kind of leave all of this old junk behind and go, you know what, God? My whole life belongs to you. You made me righteous and now I'm a citizen of heaven. So I'm going to give you every single thing that I have. You can have my money. You can have my time. You can have my gifts. You can have my talents. You can have my weaknesses. You can have my shortcomings. You can have every part of my life because I'm not trying to live this life for my comfort. I'm trying to live this life for your glory. And I'm wondering if we could be a church of thousands of people online and in person that'll be willing to say, God, I'm all in. I'm pushing my chips all in. No longer. I'm trying to just kind of keep trying to save something for a little bit later. You didn't save something for later, Jesus. You gave it all for me. So I'm giving it all to you. And whatever that means and wherever it takes me, I'm willing to go where you call me to go and do what you called me to do, whether it's big, whether it's small, whether it's easy, whether it's hard. I'll preach with zip ties on my pants if I got to. And I'll forgive even when it's hard. I'll love my enemies when they keep on spitting at me. Because that's what you call me to do. I'm going to ask you for miracles when all I see is mess. I'll be your ambassador. I can't stand the people at my job, but I'll keep on representing you. Give me the strength and power that can only come from you. Your citizenship has switched. So you now walk in the authority of heaven. But Jesus says this. He says, don't just be excited that you got this authority. Be excited that your names are written in the Lamb's book of life. The, to, to put it this way, the starting point of my faith is not what I do for God. But what God has done through Jesus. That's the starting point of my faith. And for us as a church family, if we can make this switch here and here, I wonder, I wonder what would happen. I wonder how God would be able to flow through us to make it on earth as it is in heaven. If you wouldn't mind, friends, bow your heads for just a moment. North, White Rock, even online, bow your heads for a moment. If you've never given your heart and your life to Christ, you've never made him first, you've never made him number one, you've never made him the boss of your life. Your citizenship right now is with earth, not with heaven. You haven't trusted him with your, your whole life. With, you haven't put your faith in Jesus. I'm going to ask you to do something simple but something bold. On the count of three, I literally just want you to throw your hand in the air and say, yeah, that's me. I don't want to go my own way anymore. I want to go his way. I don't want to be first. I want him to be first. Ready? On the count of three at every location. One, two, three. Just put your hand up. You're saying, yep, yeah, that's me. I want, to, I want to give my heart and my life to Christ. You've got friends raising their hand. Balcony, floor, north. Individuals saying, yes, I, 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 want, I want to go. I want to go the Jesus way. I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. Put your hand over your heart right now. Every person, put your hand over your heart and repeat this prayer out loud after me. Say, dear Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I admit I made mistakes, and today I give you my heart. I give you my life. Give me the power to live for you in Jesus' name.
Amen and amen. Can we lift our heads up, clap our hands, come on with enthusiasm.